I'm sure you're familiar with Alderman Gilbert Viegas. He's with the 36th Ward, and boy, you are starting to get. Well, you've been you've been on this water thing for a long time, but it's starting to gain some traction. And if people don't know, there was a series done called "Getting Hosed," and I got to tell you, Alderman, the story about the person with dementia, the 93 year old, the former Chicago public school teacher who got a sixty thousand dollar water bill. That's just so frustrating. Thank you for joining us. No, thank you. And thank you for covering this topic. This is something that I've been trying to work on for the past couple of years. And the fact that it's taking this long uh, is just really frustrating and, and, and just shows how bureaucracy can bog things down. And so um, I can tell you that in the next, in the next uh, council, uh, I'm going to be uh, laser focused on making sure that we remedy this issue. Um, so that way we can make sure that we're helping residents of Chicago and not hurting them. Okay. What's so crazy is if somebody gets a $60,000 water bill, anybody can look at that and go, okay, is that even possible? That's ridiculous, this 93-year-old person. So why can't it get resolved? Why can't somebody in the water department go, yep, that's our mistake, we'll fix it? And and I think there's an issue with the, the upgrades in technology. And so... Uh, I chair the Economic Capital and Technology Development Committee, and under my my tenure, uh, we we put forward the we had uh, the IT department put forward the first assessment in the city's history around the IT um, infrastructure that we have, and and uh, we we uh, uh, have determined that uh, based on the the study that was conducted, that we rank in the the top twenty five percentile as it relates to funding. For IT, but in the bottom 75 percentiles relates to results. So we're paying more, getting less. Uh, and so now we put forward a plan of $350 million to $500 million in IT investments, which is going to modernize our IT infrastructure so that way we know that departments can talk to one another. And what you see is that un- 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 unlike um, corporate America, there's a lot more silos. In, in, in bureaucracy and in, in city government. So we got to make sure that it's a seamless process where people, where departments can talk to departments to put forward solutions to help people. Bless you. So this starts with hearings and getting, getting your fellow council people to pay attention and say these changes need to take effect. Well, well not so much the council members, because they'll buy into this immediately, but getting the bureaucrats to understand that um, that there's there's residents on the other end that are that are being impacted by the inaction of their departments, and so we want to get Department of Finance, Department of Water Management to find out what are you guys doing? How do you bill people? What happens when when you, when someone generates a water bill of sixty thousand dollars? Like, wh- why did he get to that point? Like, don't you have any mechanisms in place to identify the resident, res- the, the, identify the department? Hey, there's something going on here. What's what are we doing here? You and, just can't continue to have the meter going and going uh, without without um, 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 letting the residents or the, or the water um, customer understand what's going on. Right, and if the meter was spinning that fast, wouldn't you want to investigate and see if there, if yeah, if there's a leak, if you know what is happening? But how widespread is it? How many people are getting these water bills that are just outrageous? Uh, well, that's, that's what we're going to find out in the hearings. Uh, we heard some of these stories of, uh, just the other day. Someone called in. And said that uh, that their water bill, in order to it had had utilized that much water, that the water would have had to run for two, 27 hours a day, 
360 days, 380 days a year, which obviously we know is right. <laughs> impossible. And I'm sitting there going like, okay, but how, did, how, how is city government allowing this to happen? What, why aren't there safeguards in place to alert either the department, alert the customer, alert the finance department, hey, there's a problem here. Uh, so we, we don't know. And once we have these hearings, those will be some of the questions that we pose. It's like, okay, where are we at now? Who's been impacted? What are we doing to, to, to remedy this? What do you need from the, the body, the city council, to help uh, put forward a solution? Because uh, as you know, you know, government runs based on policy and legislation. So if it's policy changes or legislation that's needed, that's what our body's going to do with the legislative branch. And but I can tell you it's frustrating from, yeah. from hearing some of these stories. I bet. And so, Alderman, if there are people listening who have had this and have not had it remedied and been getting these water bills that are outrageous and their voice hasn't be heard, been heard, should they reach out to you? Absolutely. They should, you know, um, Google, or actually you can go to the city of Chicago's website, 36 Ward Alderman Gilbert Villegas. My, my email's there. Uh, please shoot me an email. love to hear from uh, the residents that have been impacted. Uh, so that way we can help the water department begin to address this issue. You know, um, I, I really appreciate um, uh, CBS uh, the getting the get, getting whole series, continuing to to put pressure and keep pressure on the water department because uh, I want to get this issue solved. Yeah. The fact that it's been going on for years uh, is it's just frustrating, and that's the part of government that I hate is the bureaucracy. Uh, is because I have to remind my 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 coworkers in government. Hey, you know, the city of Chicago, we don't manufacture cell widgets. We are reliant on businesses succeeding, people paying property taxes, people paying income tax, et cetera. Hey, Steve's got got a question for you before we jump to news. Alderman, I'm just wondering what you make of today's announcement from Interim Superintendent Eric Carter. I mean... Uh, I, I'm not. I, I I don't know what to make of it. It will leave Brandon Johnson without an interim superintendent on the day he takes the oath. But uh, maybe this gives Johnson more freedom. Or what do you think is behind this? Well, um, I I think what this does is put a little bit more pressure on finding a successor, um, so that way we can get someone in that um, the new mayor wants to, to have uh, leading the CPD. I would hope that mayor like Johnson pick someone internally from within the ranks. There's a, there's a whole host of talent that's in there, uh, but we got to make sure that we're promoting from within, but also we got to make sure that we're supporting them. we got to support the police to make sure that they can do a good job. We're out of uh, time so, just about, but don't you, th- I mean, it seems odd that Carter wouldn't have stayed until the choice is made. It seems as if Johnson might be hindered by this. Well, I, I think it's going to it's going to um, allow his well it's, it's going to require that Mayor Elect Johnson's uh, transition team uh, get through this process a lot quicker, so that way they can get someone on on board as soon as possible. But you know, Eric Carter uh, and the whole David Brown that whole that whole regime was a disaster. Um, so I, I'm glad to see him see him and David Brown leave uh, CPD, and I hope that Mayor Elect Johnson. Uh, pick somebody from within the within the CPD ranks. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it.